It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. And welcome aboard the Adam Ritz Show. We're so glad you're here to talk about public affairs issues in the heat of the moment. And I mean heat. It's been a long, hot summer. Well, maybe not that long. Jay Baker joining me. Has your summer been long? It seems like it's been long, and it's been awfully toasty at times. The heat especially, but uh, I'm a little off now that you know my daughter's back in school June was a waste. In the part of the country where we live, we had a lot of rain. It wasn't that hot yet, so I really don't feel like summer even started until July 1st. But I'm telling you what, from July 1st till now, I've had a lot of sun. And we're going to talk about sun protection, UV protection on this edition of the Adam Rich Show. So thank you for joining us. We want to thank our uh, sponsor and underwriter, Vibonomics. You can find them at Vibonomics.com. It's an audio experience company. They provide an audio experience to location-based businesses across the country. Uh, If you walk into a store, you hear some cool music and a very attractive voiceover describing their initiatives. That's probably Vibonomics that you're listening to. So, the sun, the heat, the UV protection. This actually hits home for me uh, that we're talking about this because I just had surgery. (laughs) No, I know. I mean, (laughs) we were concerned. I you know, I was going to say a procedure. I don't know if it counts as surgery, but I went to my dermatologist. Every year I go, there's a couple spots, uh, you know, a red spot. I like to I like to golf. I like outdoor activity. I like to I like the the south. I like the beach. I like the sun. I have to admit, I like it. And occasionally there's a red spot or two on my body. I go to the dermatologist. They say we need to cut it out. So I had a procedure this week where they they cut me. Cut me, Mick. They cut me open and took out uh, benign basal cells. Uh, it was pre, pre-cancer, pre-skin cancer. I know that sounds important or big or, or near fatal. It wasn't. Uh, skin cancer is not that kind of cancer, but it can be. It, it can, can certainly be. Yes. It can lead to melanoma and more severe fatal skin cancer issues for sure. And I'm pleased that you, whatever prompted you to go in the first place, then not only do you go, but then you do your follow-up visits because a lot of times you can have that sort of one scare and the doctor says, hey, come and see me in a year. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy. Yeah, well, I don't uh, really have a a lot of issues. I will blame my father in 1978 because when I was in third grade and we went to Florida, Fort Myers Beach, uh, my mom and my sister went shopping. My mom said to my dad as she left, make sure you put sunscreen on him. And in 1978, uh, I don't know if he even knew what sunscreen meant. He might not have. I'm sure he thought she meant, okay, we'll spend all day at the beach. (laughs) Because it was the most severe sunburn. I spent all day at the beach with my dad. You know, I'm sure he's under an umbrella with a cocktail, an umbrella umbrella (laughs) in his cocktail under the umbrella. I'm on the beach building sandcastles in the heat of that Florida sun for five hours, and I got fried. You got nailed. Now, that's how, you know, we're middle-aged. That's how we grew up in the 70s. It's different now. You've, sure. You've, you know, skin cancer issues, melanoma, 
parents today, they know it's important. They keep their kids uh, in the sunshade and or with at least 15 SPF sunscreen on them. It wasn't like that when I was a kid. We didn't have helmets on our bikes. We didn't have uh, seat belts in the back seat of the car. Sure. <laughs> it's surprising we're alive. <laughs> so I blame my dad for this sort of issue I'm having now because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 40s and every year I go to the dermatologist, there's, there's a spot or two that's questionable right. and they, they cut it out. And it's, uh, it's just at this point a pain in the butt. I've actually got Frankenstein stitching and sutures on my right forearm and my left pectoral on my chest and it's uncomfortable it doesn't feel that good right now well i saw you yesterday when you were kind of going through this and you said now i know how frankenstein feels because you'd been (laughs) stitched together and then i said does it hurt and you go yeah it's really hurting and i said you know adam that's why frankenstein was angry he tore up the village because he was in pain from being stitched together. All those all those sutures and it stitches. Hurt. No wonder he tore up that, <laughs> he that was, town. He was mad. But um, yeah. No, I you know, we're the first to joke, but I am really pleased that you attended this because you're right about medical matters. Sometimes we're very dismissive of them. And then you're so correct about our approach to the outdoors. In the seventies, didn't think a thing of it. I worked at a summer camp in nineteen seventy eight shirt off, worked at the waterfront the entire three months I was there. Never had a shirt on. Probably occasionally would put maybe a little copper tone on here or there if you felt like, oh, my shoulders are getting a little red. Think about the insane amount of UV and everything else I got that summer. Mm -hmm. But I was young, and you think you're invincible. And you know that copper tone you put on Today, it's, oh, I'm getting a little red. I'll put a shirt on or I'll get out of the sun. Right. In 1975, you were like, I'm getting red. Awesome. I'll put, <laughs> let me put some baby oil on and some zinc or uh, some of that. What was that dark? My sister used to put it in her baby oil. It was like zinc oxide or something. Yeah. Um, I, well, I know what you mean. And then people used a lot of coconut oil and yeah, baby oil uh, and things like that in that era. So anyway, and literally, if you think about it, when your sister was tanning, she was cooking herself. She was cooking herself for yeah, sure. But sure. she also Frying. knew that that brown skin made you look more alluring in the summertime because you know, pale kids in the summertime in the seventies that didn't wash. Now we realize that pale kid may actually be taking a little better care of himself. So my first, I guess, piece of advice for this public affairs. Um, show about skin cancer and or uh, procedures to keep yourself safe is after you get your forearm cut open and stitched closed, make sure you tell your 17-year-old daughter not to sit on your arm Ouch! the day after you get it stitched closed. Because my daughter, she wanted to show me this uh, gif or meme on her phone, and she goes, Dad, you got to see this. And she plopped down on the couch sat right on the wound and it didn't hurt as much as I thought every single stitch just ripped out of this cut. And she goes, Oh my God, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I'm like, it's my fault. I should have told you be more aware. (laughs) So if you do have some sort of procedure, make sure everyone in your household knows, Hey, don't sit on dad. And at least until the Frankenstein sutures heal. (laughs) Didn't Frankenstein get a little upset because his daughter sat on him? And then he went and wrecked the village. That's why he wrecked the village. (laughs) So 
I wanted to go over a few prevention guidelines from skincancer.org to help keep yourself safe uh, as we wind down the summer months Very in the heat and the sun. Still a lot of people going out and doing outdoor things, a lot of festivals, festivities. Even if you say, hey, let's go to the farmer's market for a couple hours, you're out in the sun, possibly when the highest UV threat is happening, and you don't stop to think, hey, I, don't, I haven't really protected myself, but you know, it's, let's go shop for veggies. And you just hit the nail on the head with the first piece of advice is the time of day and during the most UV uh, harshness is uh, between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. So seek shade or prepare with sunscreen and or clothing uh, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. That's when the sun is the worst. Um, don't get sunburned. That seems obvious, yes. but uh, I... I can tell you how many outdoor activities I've been at that by the end of the day, there's a there's always at least one guy wandering around that's just fried. And you're like, how did he not at some point during the day think, maybe I should put my shirt back on? Don't get sunburned. Um, avoid UV tanning beds. So I don't know much about the tanning bed industry. My apologies if you own a tanning bed salon right now and you're like, don't tell people not to use my service or product. But maybe if you're going to go do that, do a little research on what kind of bed, what kind of fluorescent lighting is the safest. Um, That's all I can suggest. Cover up with clothing, including a broad-brimmed hat and UV-blocking sunglasses. And I know you're going to talk about sunglasses We're going to talk a little bit about selecting a good pair of sunglasses. Uh, SPF. So 15 is the key. Okay. You use you want to use SPF 15 at least or higher every day that you're outside, um, and I believe you want to re- reapply every two hours. Right. Um, use one ounce of sunscreen for your entire body 30 minutes before you go outside. So you want to think ahead of time. You want to marinate. Right. It's got to sink in. Right. Uh, And I know I've been guilty of this. Sometimes I'll go out, take on my shirt. I'm laying poolside. uh, I'm in a vacation situation on a beach. And I'm like, don't have, I have no sunscreen on, but I'm like, I'll put some on. You know, I'm not burned yet. Right. Uh, Well, the damage is, is happening the split second the sun hits your skin. So then 20 minutes later, then I put on the sunscreen. Well, this is advising to do it 30 minutes before you even go outside. So now I'm 50 minutes behind on actually being protected. Keep uh, This is an obvious one, but worth saying, keep newborns out of the sun. Children are the most vulnerable. Right. Their skin has no uh, – they haven't built up any immunity to There's anything. no resistance. There's right. no resi- – they're just – it's fresh skin. The sun is pouncing on it. Sunscreen should be used on babies um, over the age of six months. So – Younger than six months, don't use sunscreen. Just keep them out of the sun. Examine your skin head to toe every month for a, for a new mole, a new misshapen mole, a, a new red spot, a raised spot. Go ahead and check out uh, your entire body because you're going to want to have a dermatologist check it out. If it raises a question for you, you'll want an expert to see it too. And then see that dermatologist at least once a year for that professional skin exam. Uh, and... I advise doing that uh, in the winter, uh, outside of the sun in the summer months. That way, you can prepare and have things taken care of before you get into the thick of your activities. Because you, a, you don't want to find out there's a problem that you need to have cut out of your forearm in the middle of July or August, and now you've got to redesign your entire summer activities with your family because you, you were a bonehead and didn't take care of this. You know, when it was ten inches of snow outside. 
And I'm going to guess, too, like many other things, while you're in some discomfort because of some uh, skin issues you've had because of the sun, this is probably far better than if something that you would let go on for two or three years, then take hold as a real cancer scare, Mm -hmm. and then potentially be in a situation where there is no ability to get you out of that situation. So you're right. I, I'm the first to go, oh, do I really want to go to the doctor? It's seemingly inconvenient. It doesn't fit in with my schedule. I'm sure I'm going to hear some bad news. I No, but the box should be checked, yes. I mean, as bad as this could get, what I'm going through today isn't that bad. But it's still, uh, you were asking me before the show, how does it feel? And it's a little claustrophobic. Uh, it's just discomfort. It's not painful. I've got at least a four-inch suture in two places on my body with severe rope-esque stitches. I mean, this isn't just a small cut from shaving. I mean, these are giant, almost like like a lacing of a shoe on my forearm and my chest. And it doesn't hurt per se, but it's just annoyingly uncomfortable enough to make me feel almost a little claustrophobic. Like, gosh, I want to get this snake off my arm. Get the snakes off me. Right. Um, So... That's uh, my advice for uh, skin care. And- I, I think it's great advice. And, and you just raise a great point. You know, you're in a vacation situation. You think, oh, boy, the pool just feels great. Feel this Florida sun. Feel this water. Feel this. Ironically, the water somewhat intensifies the effect. Sometimes people take a dip in the pool, no sunscreen. You go, oh, I'm all cooled off. It's the water beads that actually intensify the sun. The thing that you're trying to block is UV uh, radiation. And we could give you a long, long, long synopsis, but the visible sunlight ray has UV in it. And what you're attempting to do is block that out. You talked about the sunscreens. There are several great spray sunscreens. Now, you know, everybody, you have to wait and see if those will work for you because you don't want to spray it on, realize, well, it didn't really protect me as much as it said that it would or should. So really keep an eye on that. But I will tell you that if you can find two or three that work, the convenience of the spray is amazing because you can spray it on and then you spray Mm -hmm. it in your hands and rub it on your face. Obviously, you don't want to spray anywhere near your eyes. I don't think we need to have a whole other Adam Ritz show to tell you why you shouldn't spray your eyes. Yeah, you don't want to get your eyes tattooed, and you don't want to spray (laughs) sunscreen directly into your ocular cavity. Now, our other uh, show was if you get a spider tattoo anywhere on your face, it makes it more difficult to get a good job. You remember that show? <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very popular <laughs> public affairs. A good program. And I think we helped a lot of people. A lot that of people day. helped that day. A lot of people got employed. Uh, I do want to mention on that sunscreen topic, the spray, uh, and something to think about as we move forward with the way people are environmentally conscious. Uh, I know for a fact in Hawaii, depending on where you're listening right now, in Hawaii there are certain spray sunscreens that are illegal. They're banned. Because of the damage the chemicals do to the ocean sea life, the coral reefs. Um, that chemicals are killing some of the animals and the life forms inside the, in the ocean. So depending on where you're traveling, you know, if you're, if you're uh, going on a hike through a mountain, you don't really have to worry about right. that. Spray away. But if you're going on a Caribbean uh, vacation, an all-inclusive beach resort somewhere, find out what they suggest, the locals suggest for sunscreen 
for maybe it's not necessarily illegal or against the law, but what's been banned or what's suggested? Because some of the stuff you might use or bring from your home in uh, the middle of the United States might be very damaging to the ecosystem of where you're traveling to. I would have never thought of that. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a lot of different factors involved, but at any rate, always make sure you're using some type of sunscreen product and reapply, as Adam said, uh, at least when it's recommended or every two hours. Now, you know sunglasses make it easier to see on a sunny day. And they make you look cool. They do make you look cool. <laughs> and in fact, it's funny you said that because actually, and, and I know this is going to sound odd, but no male pulls off sunglasses better than you do. You have actually got the sunglass thing down perfectly. You wear them at just the right moment, <laughs> pop them up on your head. I don't know how you pull it off, but you do it very well. The minute I got real, and I wear sunglasses all the time, I think I look like the dork at the cafeteria. For some reason, you look like you should be cast in a movie. I'm a little jealous. You know, I, I think, thank you, first of all. Uh, I will not take credit. I think the aviators <laughs> that I'm wearing look, look very cool. Yes. But really what I'm hearing you say is, when I can see your face, you just don't look that cool. When I can see, when I can actually see your eyes, you don't look that good. When there's a little mystery going on, you look great. Just In let fact, me tell you. Cover up more of your face, and let's see how cool you really can be. Here are your sunglasses tips, and I found these absolutely interesting because many of these things are things that you never thought of or made into consideration. The number one most important thing to look for is a tag indicating that they block 100% of UV rays. They uh, did a survey. Fewer than half of people buying sunglasses would even bother to check the lens protect from the eye's ultraviolet light, meaning that they just wouldn't look at that aspect of it. They would tend to go, hey, these are a great-looking pair of sunglasses, or I got them on sale or, or a combination of the two. You pop them on, they may or may not, but 100% UV is what you're looking for. Uh, bigger is better. Now, as you know, you want to look cool, um, but absolutely get the biggest pair of sunglasses that you still look cool in. And I would guess that those comedy joke sunglasses that are actually about 18 inches wide, you know, the ones, the ones <laughs> yes. you're talking about, those are not, they, they have no UV protection. No. <laughs> That's not what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, when they they tell you about a, a point of, of, where you get a point of very little additional benefit. Yes, large sunglasses, good. Gag store sunglasses, not, not so good. good. Yeah, so you're <laughs> absolutely correct about that. Now, you would think that dark lenses would protect you better. They do not necessarily block more UV rays. You can get as dark as sunglasses as you'd like, but once again, you want to look for how much ultraviolet light they actually block. Uh, and color doesn't matter. You know, there's always been that discussion. Um, if you're like me, you occasionally can't sleep at night, you pop on the telly, and there it is. Somebody's got some yellow lenses where you can see, you know, through the side of a building on a stormy night, you know, yeah. all that kind of crazy nonsense. It actually doesn't matter. And in fact, in certain uh, sports, I know you like to play golf, baseball players, etc., may actually go for amber, green, or gray lenses because many of those have proven that they increase the contrast the color makes no difference whatsoever. So that's actually kind of good to know. It, it is. And uh, you mentioned, you know, athletes and, and the color lenses they like. I've noticed, now this is not an athletic competition, but I've noticed depending on the 
color or tone of my the sunglasses I'm wearing, the sunset can actually look better. When I'm watching the sunset in the sky, it looks better through my sunglasses than if I'm just looking at the sky without sunglasses. That's, and that's very possible. And it's because of the color of the lenses, like you mentioned. And dar- the darker the sunglasses, the worse it looks. Yeah. So once again, these are all effects of uh, sunglasses. And for those of us that wear sunglasses a lot, I know my eye doctor basically looked me in the eye and said, if you don't wear sunglasses when you're outside, you're really making a big mistake. Because for me, it's like kind of a convenience factor. You know, you're like thinking, oh, I'm late for this meeting. I don't really have time to pop on my sunglasses here in the car, or I'm only going to be out for a few minutes. I actually did the, I, I, I call this the best shortcut. Uh, I got the darkening lenses. So I got the the actual glasses that block all the UV light, and then they they transition when you step into daylight with your glasses. You're looking at me right now through these glasses. Yeah. And in the indoors, they're, they're eyeglasses. Totally clear. You walk outside, they immediately turn into sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, how is Are there any sort of indoor fluorescent lighting that can set them off and turn them into sunglasses when you don't want them to? You know, I don't know about that. Uh, I think they are activated by UV, so it would tend to be sunlight. So I don't know if there's enough UV light, if you will, and and I don't know if fluorescent lighting would be able to, to, you know, actually do that. But that is interesting, isn't it? If you stand too close to the microwave, will they turn dark on you? (laughs) (laughs) I know if you put aluminum foil in there, the the glasses will turn green. If you rub your knees together real quick, (laughs) create some static friction. Well, here's the thing about that, and it was funny you brought that up, because sometimes you need to be a little careful, because as they darken, I always call it that almost like, what's the best way to put it, where you look like a a super menacing guy because your glasses get darker. So you have to be uh, actually a tiny bit cognizant that if you step outside, your glasses will get darker. So people will look over and it's like, wow, that guy's wearing sunglasses. Well, no, I've noticed that about those transition glasses. uh, And I always think of the character uh, Hyde in that 70s show. Yeah. So he wore... He had. They weren't sunglasses. They were just. They were dark lens glasses that he wore in that basement on the '70s show. That '70s show. And when you walk in from the sun, from being outdoors, your glasses don't immediately go clear. So you're walking around an indoor space with sunglasses on. Or, or right. th- actually, they're not sunglasses. You can tell they're your eyeglasses with dark lenses. And it's like, what is this guy doing? What is he? Is he hiding something? <laughs> It was funny you said that. Or does so, he just think he's cool? Does so, he is he Brad? Does he think he's Brad Pitt? Now he's cool. Now he's at the radio <laughs> station. He's cool. No, it is funny. And you sometimes I I will point out to people. Oh yeah, they darken or lighten or whatever. Just because people do look at you like you know you're a L.A. crime boss or something because you're wearing shades inside. But then five minutes later you're not. It's a clever trick. But I found. <laughs> I found if you go to your ophthalmologist and chat with them a little bit, transition lenses might not be for everybody, but it's a quick shortcut because my doctor said, you go out in the sun, you better be wearing UV protection. He was very clear about that. You're always covered. You never yeah. have to fight, you know, fight to try to find your sunglasses. You've got them on your head already. And this is the kind of thing too, this is, you know, as we've talked a little bit about skin cancer awareness, you know, your eyes, once they get damaged, you don't want to continue damaging them. Many times when we were younger, you know, it's like, 
oh, I don't need sunglasses. Oh, I don't need corrective lenses. Oh, I don't need this. Oh, I don't need that. You find out later, no, there actually was some damage. You want to obviously avoid that as you move forward. Your eyes, uh, a very important part of your, uh, your health. Uh, now, polarized lenses cut glare, but not UV. I know you like to spend a lot of time down in Florida. Have you noticed that if you wear certain um, reflective lenses or the, uh, the polarized lenses, you can see better when you're around water? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So polarized lenses are fine as long as they are cutting the UV. So uh, it, it, it's, a, it's really up to you whether you like polarized lenses. I actually like them because especially if you're around water, mm-hmm. it's night and day. For sure. And, and, and you're saying polarized is different than UV protection. Correct. In other words, the sunglasses could be polarized, but they either – block the UV or not. So as we said, the number one rule is that it blocks 100% of UV light. We've we found that after that, you can start adding all the features you want. You could have amber polarized lenses. As long as they cut 100% of the UV light, you're good to go. So uh, in certain situations, there's nothing wrong with the polarized lenses, but don't rely on just the polarized lens feature to cut the UV. You know, since we're talking sunglasses and UV protection, uh, I find I found this interesting. I was recently at a golf outing. One of the vendors at the golf outing was passing out sunglasses, and I'm sure that they bought them in bulk uh, from Oriental Trading Company or whatever, and and they had their logo on the side of the of the stem of, right. the, of the glasses, and there was a sticker on each one that said "No UV protection." So I don't know if if there are laws now, much like a cigarette, case, a cigarette, a box of cigarettes has to say could cause lung cancer. I don't know if sunglasses that don't have UV protection have to say they don't have UV protection. Otherwise, why would that Oriental Trading Company mass-produced box of cheap red sunglasses go to the trouble to put a sticker on each one that says there's no UV protection on these glasses? I'm wondering if there isn't some implication that because the lenses are dark that they actually act as UV blockers. And so to It could perhaps, be a CYA. Right. To say yeah, their attorney said, make sure. Sight. Yeah, I wore my novelty sunglasses. And <laughs> See, I don't mean to laugh, but you and I both know. Surely common sense dictates that while it's nice that you got a nice pair of novelty sunglasses, why would you rely on them for any form of protection whatsoever? You know, the answer to that from working in radio for decades, (laughs) there is no common sense when it comes to getting free stuff. Once you get something free. So if somebody hands you a pair of free sunglasses that say the name of a company that you don't even care about on the side of the sunglasses, you're like, score! Free shades! And you take them on your on your Caribbean vacation, and the next thing you know, you're blind. How about this? You go to your eye doctor, and you say, listen, thanks to listening to the Adam Rich Show, I now have some newfound appreciation for keeping my eyes safe, especially during the summer months with UV protection. I've been wearing these very fine novelty sunglasses that I received on a golf course extensively, and they really seem to help, Doc. Can you imagine the look on your doctor's face? You would uh, you would be given a stern talking to. Yeah. You'd walk out of there with some transitions is what you'd have. They would say, you have to wear transition lenses. Now, cost shouldn't be a factor, believe it or not. 
as long as you are, you know, sort of following the guidelines, it doesn't matter if the sunglasses are extraordinarily expensive or less expensive. In a way, that's sort of adding the features. As you know, certain designer sunglasses, inordinately expensive, inexplicably. Mm-hmm. And yet, as you said, uh, you might be able to find a really nice pair of sunglasses that has all the features, UV blocking and everything. Maybe they're $12 or $14 or $16. That might be your lucky day. But definitely look for that sticker. Uh, and yes, sunglasses are cool. And there are some guys that pull off the sunglass look. I'm not really that guy. <laughs> but it is great when you do. Uh, there are certain things, too, that can make your eyes a little more sensitive to light, uh, including if you are taking antibiotics for anything. I'll be darned. That does increase your sun sensitivity. I am on an antibiotic because of these the surgery I just had. I was going to say procedure, but I think it's surgery. It was surgery. I was cut open when you're and stitched and open, stitched yeah. shut. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, get the uh, website? Is that? Can I see? Yes, A-A-O? there it is. It is the American Academy of Ophthalmology, and they have the best website at aao.org. We'll put a link to that on our uh, website, aao.org, and I'll put a link to skincancer.org as well for the skin cancer prevention tips we talked about at the beginning of the show. All of those links will be on our website, adamritzshow.com. I'm Adam Ritz. I uh, thank you for joining us this morning. And Jay Baker, as always, thanks for coming on. If anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us through that website, adamritzshow.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at Adam Ritz. On Facebook, it's Adam Ritz Show. And on Instagram, it is also Adam Ritz Show. Now, I have a picture of the stitches on my forearm. I was going to put it on Instagram, but I don't think I'm going to because it's pretty graphic and I don't want to make you sick. (laughs) (laughs) The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.